Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record for Episode 3, and Happy Merry Winter Thanks Miss to all. We have a couple of mentions to bring up really quick. I'm going to check out Sam's YouTube page at NYGamer2000, and a w- Merry Winter Thanks Miss to Dan the Orc from Luthien the Wood Elf. Merry Christmas! I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and I am your host and first chair for this interesting little show we have here i want to bring up my co-host and the guys that make this happen the most but first i gotta bring up this other guy um ivarwin <laughs> hey i'm the other guy what's going on joe ah uh, whole lots of goodies goodies all right and the other one who has a sexy beret in this picture that i'm staring at oh lewis mm. mr lewis hello. hello joe hello ivarwin how's everyone doing was that Good. just too creepy of an intro for Lou? <laughs> it may have been. It might have been. I don't know. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> no worries there. Oh, Yay. what a week we have had. And Christmas yes. is around the corner. All right. We have a great show for you guys today, at least I hope. We haven't recorded it yet, so you never know. We have a lot of content to go over, so let's get started. Lou. How was your gaming experience this week? Oh, it's been crunch time between trying to squeeze in again, going through my main Nord, the dual-wielding assassin, and I got my little mage up to level 8, and then swapped back out to my other alt again, to my thief, got her up to level 8. Yeah, it has just been, I've been bouncing around between the three different characters now, I... I get so get so wrapped up, so excited. Right. You know what? I'm go, I want to see that. I want to see that zone again. Don't tell me <laughs> you're one of those guys that sits there with who rules a female character, has the nude mod, and then keeps her naked the entire time. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, that I have not used that mod yet. I don't know though. I'm not gonna lie. It's there. I just haven't done. It's there. I haven't brought myself to it yet. No, the the will must be strong. Okay, we'll I have to ask, and I'm sure listeners are, are wondering: Have you tried the sneaking magic? It uh, doesn't work. Really? No, huh? I uh, believe last week one of our viewers uh, said that there's no actual uh, bonus to it. It's just right. there. So you get nothing. Uh, when I was playing the other night, okay, there was a little – you know how they do those little uh, tips that come up when you're loading? Mm-hmm. They had a tip that said every attack while sneaking is granted a bonus. Then I probably either – allocated points wrong or is, i'm just not seeing on my end unless i don't count magic as a 10 attack and they actually meant a melee attack and if that's yeah. the case bethesda you need to fix that little issue there yeah it's probably weapon attack is is what they they really refer to mm. i mean if they're following standard you know i guess tabletop pen and paper type rules then yeah they have to stick with the actual like dagger dagger in the back that sort of thing yeah 
I mean, I can see that, but still, I mean, a sneak attack from the shadows with magic should just be, you know, should be up there as well. It is a sneak attack. The person doesn't know you're there. Your target doesn't know you're there. They have no defenses up, and I don't see why. Especially lightning attacks, because there's no travel time. They're instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see something like that, or the uh, the ice spell where you throw the uh, the shard of ice at somebody and yeah. there's a fireball spell. Like I could mm-hmm. see something like that. Flames, I don't I don't know about so much. You know, maybe like the Depends first saying, "Hi, I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe like the first you know second or second and a half duration of the spell. You know, you could get a sneak attack bonus, but I mean, after that, you're pretty much found out, <laughs> right? But then again, I don't know how much of an issue that would be for uh, Bethesda to actually, I guess, work that into the game in terms of trying to, again, adjust the game mechanics to where now magic attacks will be a factor. Right. Sneak attack. I'm remaining hopeful one day. I mean, they're still, you know, they're releasing downloadable content, so maybe one of those content packs will be a, uh, an upgrade or an update. Well, I'm pretty much convinced that we are in vanilla Skyrim right now. This really feels like this game feels and is pretty much a one-player MMO. The way that Bethesda has been announcing all this DLC, what they plan on doing with this game in the future, it's like it's like going to be a constant, ongoing game, but more of a single player, which I am totally cool with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between a single-player game and an MMO? I mean, you know, if you're the- looking for just the multiplayer aspect to it, then you know, I, I, I mean, there's more to it than that is, I guess, what, I, what I'm kind of getting at. You know, an MMO okay. feels an MMO feels rich in its environment and its world and its lore and its history. Right. And I think that's what Skyrim does. It, it gives you that rich historical uh, environmental feeling that you get in an MMO without the, the multiplayer uh, aspect to it. Honestly, the only real big difference between an MMORPG and Skyrim at this point is the difference between fake social and real social. I prefer the fake social most of the time because there's no drama. Well, what do you mean by fake social and real social? Real social is an MMORPG as you have other players around you at all times and it's reliant on the other human players. NPCs have very little to no involvement whatsoever. When you're fake social, you have all these different interactions and friendships and honeys in Skyrim that are all NPCs. <laughs> so like it's a fake that. social. Um, Joe, the, Joe the Pimpin' Man Wilson. But many people, <laughs> nerds like myself, I mean, nerd, nerd power, yo. Yo. We prefer, in most times, to avoid that real social because it comes with a massive amount of drama. I know we've all three played MMOs. We've all been through that drama. Oh, of- yes, unfortunately. <laughs> so... And oftentimes I prefer the fake, you know, the fake socialness. That way, if I don't like what they're saying, I just kill them. <laughs> Forget the arrow to the knee. You're just getting the soul to the heart. <laughs> I don't like you. Dude, you're bringing me drama. <laughs> Not too sure what that says, but okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get you, Joe. I totally get you. You know, after a while, um, I, I think, too, like there's an aspect of the, the gaming community that's a bit burnt on MMOs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and I think it's that aspect, too, that burns you a bit. I mean, look at look at Old Republic. You know, um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are playing that game right now. 
and it's allied itself very closely with a with a single player experience for a lot of reasons. Number one, you know, not everyone's got you know nine to nineteen people in their pocket that they can just make a full raid group out of and go and just do eight hours of raiding. Right. Uh, you know, you know, at a at a at a, at a, at a notice, at a drop of a hat. You know that that said, also what you were talking about is, you know, you get too social in a video game. There's a tremendous amount of trolling that goes on. You get the griefers, you get the jerks, you get the ninja looters, and you know, true. Yeah, it, it's just like anything else in the real world. You meet the entire strata of society. You're going to get the nice people. All the way down to the bottom, you're going to get the jerks and the morons. And right. you're always trying to find that happy medium to where you know, you're going to find people you're comfortable with, and that takes time. And I think for a lot of people uh, – Well, at least just... in Skyrim, you get scripted jerks and morons. Yes, <laughs> and you can avoid them in the end. And yeah. you can kill them. <laughs> yeah, you can kill them. <laughs> kill them. As opposed to MMO World Today, you're – thank God for the ignore command. <laughs> I have some great stories about that to give you guys in a, in a minute here. Um, but it's just that people don't have uh, the time or the wherewithal to invest in, I guess, playing the game and trying to be social at the same time. And, uh, you know, right. I guess previous experience have burned them out, so they don't want to do it or they just don't have the drive to do it anymore, you know? All right, well, we're getting way off topic on this little debate here, probably going all night. Um, I know that I'll be picking up Star Wars Old Republic probably tomorrow. Oh, cool. So oh, very nice. I'm joining you two guys on that server. Excellent. Uh-huh. Are we making a guild? We have a guild. Uh, if we make a guild, it's got to be like ultra uber social and like you know no raid requirements whatsoever because well that's the plan yes yeah I mean <laughs> I we can't have time. yeah can't manage <laughs> it really <laughs> all right so Lou you were before I rudely cut you off yet again um, what has your play experience been well it's been awesome been having a lot of fun with it just trying a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right now I am working uh, on my mage character. At least try to get that one up uh, another couple of levels just to see what else I experience in it. Lou, is that your new one that you started this week? Uh, no, the mage I started uh, last week. Okay. Yeah, yeah we had that uh, whole topic about stealth mages and all that last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made this character maybe a week and a half ago, and then when we had the last episode, I invested some more time and... Uh, Got her up to level eight, and uh, I want to put some more time into her this week. How, which which way did you go with that? Did you make a, a Breton who's usually you know, or a Breton? I don't, I don't know how you how you say the race, but you know, who's usually more adept to magic, or did you go just completely off the wall? Um, no, I just kept this character Nord as well. Okay. Um, being shallow and superficial, I think they're the coolest looking of all the races. Although I'll probably get some hate mail over that. <laughs> <laughs> My red god. I'm going cool. to kill you, and if we were an MMO, I'd kill you right now. <laughs> I'm sitting there, as I play my Red Guard, I'm sitting there thinking, I, I I have a bad habit of RPing a lot when I'm doing these kind of games in my own head. So his voice to me is Arnold Schwarzenegger-ish. He's like Austrian for some reason. Like a really dark Austrian. I don't know. A really dark Austrian. Dark Austrian. Maria, where are you? Come here, woman. <laughs> Good Lord. Wait. <laughs> but yeah, once I get her up another couple of levels, uh, I'll see where I want to go with that. And uh, what I'm trying to do is at least keep all my characters at least even, so that uh, I have oh. them all same level range. Good luck with that. Yeah. You are an alcoholic. Wow. How many characters do you have, Lou? Oh, just the three for now. Just the three. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking about doing a fourth, and then I had to put myself in check because then <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. I would just have too many saves going on, realizing wow, where the hell is my file again? Where, which one am I on again? <laughs> oh God! And the confusing yeah. play style. I can't remember. Oh wait, well, I'm not. I'm a dual wielding assassin. What am I doing? I haven't even had the guts to make a a secondary character because of the the auto save feature on the game. I mean, I've been manually saving, you know, my Nord anyway, but you know, like I just don't want to like screw it up you know <laughs> plus i'm yeah, having right. so much fun with my guy so. what about your play experience of arwen um it's been a little shoddy this week you know because of the holiday coming up you know uh excuse me because of christmas coming up i don't want to just be generic with it you know because of christmas coming up and you know work and then doing show notes and whatnot and haven't had a whole lot of you know time to get in the game and then too i got my early access for uh for old republic so i was checking that out as well that's that's an, that's a great game too um haven't had a whole lot of chance to get into skyrim much um but i did and you know i've been running around with uh, my nord and finally finished black reach and um i ended up getting the uh, the the final item at the the end of that that, right. that question i mean we said it last week i don't want to say it again just in case you know you guys happen to you know glance over it i don't want to spoil it for you but it's it's an epic it's an epic item you have to I haven't figured out like how to use this thing yet or how it pertains to the story. You know, I mean it's not like it's a weapon or anything so or a piece of armor. So don't Did you get the you know. uh the Daedric item at the end of that quest chain yet? Uh no. Well that exp- that that will help you a lot in understanding it. Okay. And then when you All use right. that item in the in what we call in quotes the main story, it makes even more sense. So mm. Yeah, it yeah. actually explains it all at the end of that quest chain. Okay, good, because, you know, I just, I like, I just literally walked out of Blackreach, and then I'm, like, not exactly too sure where to go from here. I got to really, like, pour over my quests, and, you know, because my, my, like I said, my, my play experience this week is a bit disjointed, and I kind of lost the timeline a bit, so I got to figure out where I'm at and kind of reconnect. You had to go back to that old man. Yeah, I did, and I, I had some kind of, like, demon just, you know, yeah. start talking to me. Well, he gave you a quest. You have to go get blood. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, the the blood from all those different races. And there is a tip for that on how on what to do. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do that. There's a certain place you can go to. I don't remember the name of it right now, but mm-hmm. you can get all the blood you need at one spot without killing anybody. Really? So, yes. So I'll I'll give that tip next week. Oh, next no. week! Come on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the tip <laughs> off the air, buddy. You gotta, you gotta make me wait till next week. <laughs> no, just our listeners. <laughs> um, so, in any event, I found myself in Markoth for some reason, and uh, <laughs> I think mm. I was like half asleep and accidentally fast traveled there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I get in back into game. You know, once again, I'm half asleep. Yesterday, it's like I've been up for like 22 hours, and here I am playing. Playing this game for no reason. I should be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in Markoth. I'm like, hmm, curious. Okay. <laughs> What's here? Hmm. <laughs> I know. So I start walking around, and there's this guard all the way up the street, and he's just hanging out. So I, you know, happen to pass by him, and all of a sudden I'm in a dialogue. And he's like, oh, I'm just about to get into this uh, this uh, abandoned house, and I oh, just see anyone go in there. I'm like, so I'm, you know, going through the dialogue options. No, I haven't seen anyone go in there. Do you need any help? Oh, yeah, I'd love some help. So we go walking into this thing, and uh, he's telling me his life story as we're walking down. All of a sudden, some some demon just, like, comes out of nowhere 
and all the pots and pans in the room start flying everywhere. And the demon's like, oh, you have to kill each other. Ah. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude is drawing his his weapon at me. I'm like, dude, come on. I'm like here to help. He's <laughs> like, I'm not going to get out of here. I'm getting out of here with my life. So I'm going to kill you. I'm like, you're a real jerk. <laughs> so I'm thinking, help. You stab me in the back, you jerk. Almost quite literally. What a bit. <laughs> 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 I'll cut it right there. In any event. So like I'm thinking this has got to be a trick. So I'm like kind of just, you know, being defensive with him. I'm hitting him with my shield and running away, running down the stairs. He comes at me. He's got, you know, lightning now. I don't know where the lightning's coming from. He's hitting me with lightning. Meanwhile, he's wearing, you know, plate armor and a sword and a shield. He's hitting me with lightning. So I'm trying to dodge around that, trying to line of sight him. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, pushing this guy off for probably about solid three and a half minutes when I realize I really got to kill this dude. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, like, this really stinks. <laughs> like I don't want to kill him, but all right, sorry, whatever. buddy. One of us is going out, and it's not going to be you. Yeah, like I, I'm really in just the most deplorable position you could imagine yourself to be in. <laughs> it's like I, you know, you're forcing my hand, so I, I kill him, and then the demon's like, "Oh, your your reward's downstairs." I'm like I've heard that before. <laughs> it's a trap. Pretty much, yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> So I go down the stairs into the basement, and he's like, oh, you have to go into the bowels of this place. Great. This is going to open up a sprawling dungeon just like Blackreach. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, you, you mean what? You came in here to help one guy for three and a half minutes, and you're in a you know two and a half hour dungeon that's filled with you know all kinds of traps and whatnot. Um, so I, I go walking into the bowels of this thing, and then there's an altar with a, with a mace right there in front of me. So the demon's like telling me all this this horrible stuff that he's going to do once I pick up this mace. So I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm obviously not picking that up. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically tell him off, and I'm thinking like, if I, you know, first of all, he encases you in a cage, and then <laughs> he, you have the option to tell him like, no, I'm not going to help you. So I'm thinking this is instant death for me. I tell him that anyway, and I tell him, no, I'm not going to help you. And I, I'm thinking like he's going to go, oh, you're not going to help me. Well. Fine, then I'm pushing your instant dead button. (laughs) Boop, you're dead. No, he just lowers the cage and he's like, well, fine then. (laughs) Be that way. Be that way. Yeah, like pretty much like, well. Selfish player. (laughs) Fine, you don't want to help me? Then go. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) It's like, I can keep you confined in the house, freak you out, but you said no. Uh, Oh, yeah, okay. And another one that doesn't want to play. What a downer. <laughs> you Debbie Downer, go away. Yeah, like, <laughs> so I will so go walking out of the house and like dust myself off. I'm like, this was useless. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering what happens when you pick up that mace, but I'll I'll probably end up doing it in my next playthrough. I've done that. I've done most of that quest. That's actually what you stumbled upon was a Daedric weapon quest. I figured. I figured that's what it was. It had to be some kind of Daedric weapon quest where you pick up the mace and it makes you all powerful, but you have to slaughter millions in order to get there. <laughs> Not necessarily. There's, there's, it's interesting what you have to do to get that mace. It's very interesting. I'm not going to get into detail on it because that it would be a huge spoiler if I said anything about it. You uh, might okay. want to do it because it is interesting. It goes against your morals if you're playing a good morally, a morally good character, but it's definitely entertaining. Um, the one thing I was wondering was I, I normally walk around with a sword and mace in my hand. I was wondering if the game 
if it's always a mace that's in front of you or if yes. the game puts in like you know your favored weapon uh the daedric weapons are very very specific for that particular daedra that is a mace no matter what you use okay because okay. daedric weapons are legendary daedrics um they're they have unique properties that like no other weapon in the game right so yeah it might be worth getting uh, there's an actual achievement for getting or doing all the daedric quests and getting all the daedric loot yeah what's that achievement called ultimate badass <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I have to look it up. Oh, combo. <laughs> anything else, Varwin? Man, what about you, Joe? What What's your uh, play experience been like this week? Fun. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> my uh, my my two handed ba red guard is uh, causing I don't know what the word to use is heck all over Skyrim lately. He's level twenty one, and but the sad thing is, is that five of those levels are from blacksmithing, which is kind of a flaw in the game because. I'm actually a little bit weaker when it comes to con- in, in combat than I should be for my level. I'm level 21, and things that are equal level are becoming a little bit of a challenge because I haven't put points into that or level up my two-hand sword or my armor because I've been leveling up through blacksmithing. You're blacksmithing. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can see that's a problem. However, I, 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 I did make a full set of orc, exquisite orc armor, so I, I can take hits pretty well. I have an almost full juggernaut now, so come and bring it. There was um, a little incident last night. See, with this playthrough, I want to wipe out the Dark Brotherhood. My other playthrough, I joined him. And that was one of my favorite quest chains in the game. So this time, I am going to wipe him out. I'm going to see if I can do it. So I went and did the quest to help a little boy to go kill... A or a, the head of an orphanage. Well, last time I, I, I assassinated this orphan lady, this orphanage lady, I put an arrow through her head very quietly, no big deal. Well, I got to the orphanage in Riften and walked in, and, and my brother Dan was watching me. And I RP my characters. I, I have um, a set personality in mind with them when I start playing them, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But I walked in, Dan's like, how are you going to do it this time? Are you going to put her an arrow through her head again when she walks away? Are you going to do it stealth and this, this, this? I'm like, no, I'm going to walk up to her, pull my sword out while she's having a little speech. I'm going to cut her head off. So I'm not thinking this is actually going to work. <laughs> I walk like up that. to her as she's giving this this, move, this uh, really mean and rude speech to these kids, pull out my sword, walk up to her, and went, shink, off with her head. I mean, blood <laughs> everywhere. The head starts flying. Her, she did, her body drops to her her knees on the ground, blood squirting out of the, of the stump that used to be ahead. The kids are dancing around, cheering, and the, her helper's like, No, not me! I give up! I don't want to do this! I look over at the head, and it's laying on a pillow on one of the beds. <laughs> nice shot! Did you take a screenshot of that? I did! Of course you did. I wanted to take a screenshot. I wanted to post a screenshot of, of the orphan lady with like her stump. On her knees in the middle of the floor, you know, and those kids all around. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, that'd be too much to put on our website. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like a bloody stump there and just the body just sitting there on her knees. Hey, guys, look what I did. (laughs) But, oh, man, Daniel couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't continue that quest for five minutes. But it wouldn't be too much for Twitter. It was... (laughs) Oh, there you go. That's a a tweetable photo right there. (laughs) My gosh, I could not... I couldn't, that that plan was just, I figured I'd have to like hit her once and shoot a stab and fall over dead. No, man, I have the, the perk for doing a standing critical 
to decapitate somebody on chance, a chance to decapitate him. So mm-hmm. I had maybe a 10% chance it's working, and it did. Right, and it right did then it and there. Perfect. Too. Right in the middle of her speech. Wow. I oh, felt in the chat room. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Yes, uh, Mrs. LeBeau is wondering if you could do the thing from Tropic Thunder, making that talk and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that would be awesome. Hi, kids. <laughs> I'm not going to be a problem anymore. <laughs> Since retirement's come for me slightly early, I'm going to hand it off to the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, I've been having too much fun with this character. Uh, it's funny as he's level 21. I haven't done too much in the main story. I have started the actual Thieves Quest um, Guild, the, the Thieves Guild quest chain. It's supposed to be the longest chain in the game. Um, when I made this character, he's kind of like nonchalant, I don't care about anybody type scenario. So I figured that, why not do the Thieves Guild? I mean, yeah, he can't stealth to save his life. He's not sneaky <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. He's only decent at lockpicking, but I, I just really enjoy that minigame. I see a lock, I have to pick it regardless. So I figured, yeah, if I'm doing this quest chain, why not put the, the levels I get doing it into sneaking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why not just get that up there in case I need to use it in the future? Why not? So I've been doing that, and I've been having a blast with it. And I've had to—I've actually altered the way I've done the quest, which is I love about this game, is that I don't have to do it exactly by a set standards. I was doing one of the, the first, one of the very first major quests you have to do is just go into this honeybrew place and burn some bees' nests, whatever. I went in there, and instead of trying to sneak through, because I kept on getting seen all the time, I was like, ah, oh, these guys are mercenaries. Who's going to miss a few of them? <laughs> <laughs> Walk right in there, burn him, and there I go. <laughs> I, I love his reasoning, right, Lou? He's, yeah. These guys are mercenaries. Yeah. They want to miss him. Who's going to miss him? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what they have to pay. I was doing him a favor. <laughs> the rationalization this man goes through in his games, it, it amazes me. <laughs> I know. His children are being abused. <laughs> the children are being abused. Decapitate their headmistress in front of everybody. Eh, no problem. No problem. So, solves yeah. the problem. Yeah, <laughs> kids, be happy. You go over there and just spit down the neck. Oh, that was wrong. Uh, oh, that's bad. Oh, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> I did not say that. All right. I do have a couple of tips for our listeners this week. One of them is a very much of a noob tip, but you know what? It can very much help if you don't know this. Well, Every- hey, I mean, we had someone ask, you know, during the week if you could include some some tips for newcomers, and you oh, know. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I so this fits right in there. I didn't realize this actually. It was this kind of a pattern until well in well a little ways into my first playthrough. But every time you do a cave or a dungeon, there's three things you have to remember that are going to be a consistent. There is going to be a boss at the end. Right. Every time there's going to be an end and there will be a boss. And he's going to be significantly harder than the trash, depending on your level, because he is going to be a set minimum level compared to the trash who are going to be equal level. But I mean trash is everyone else in that dungeon between you and him. Or her, whatever the case may be. So I had I ran this I ran into this problem a couple of times doing a couple of the caves where everyone that I was facing was one hit kills. I got to the guy at the end, the boss, and I couldn't touch him. He hit me once. I was almost completely dead. Then you Ouch. were the one hit kill. So that was a time where I had to leave, wait until I level up more before I go back and kill him. Um, another thing that's a consistent in these dungeons is that there is going to be a fat chest full of loot at the end of each boss. Loot it. Is it's got goodies, the probably some of the best goodies you can find in dungeons. Period. Um, sometimes they're hidden. 
in little secret doors. Sometimes, but sometimes they're pretty much right there in the open. Look for that chest after you kill a boss at the end of the dungeon. Yeah, that's one thing that I've noticed. It, you know, I, I think the reason why Joe is bringing this up is because it's not always obvious. Right. I've exactly. found more more than half the time, it's it's not obvious. You know, you go into into some of these you know uh, heavily uh, drug or populated caves in the very beginning of the game. You know, you're not expecting to find you know a chest, but sure sure enough, you know, you look around in some of these corners especially with cobwebs over the corners, you're going to find tiny little chests um, in, in those areas, especially if you've, you know, just beaten a boss in that room. So, you know, that's another thing too, to keep your eye out on, you know, just because a corner has cobwebs over it doesn't mean there isn't something behind those cobwebs. Okay. I'm sorry. I almost, I had to mute myself for a second there. Miss Le, Mrs. LeBlue in the chat room. Ugh, I hate cave and dungeons because of the sound. I get super duper scared. I'm a wuss. I should not play with headphones on because if something moves suddenly, I nearly have to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that awesome though? That's the experience you want. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> mistress. Mistress, you're my hero of the week. Yeah, I hope you keep showing up to this chat room. Yes, you're, please you're do a, so. You're a ball. You're a staple. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, my my last tip is is that at the, at most all of them some of them I don't they don't have it very 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 few don't but there is a shortcut out of the dungeon at the end of each boss most of the time they are hidden sometimes it's an obvious little tunnel at the end of the boss you just go around and you're done so if you have a trouble finding this little way out just go to your just hit the M key if you're on PC or go to your map and you can usually see where there is an entrance in the room where a wall is. Look for a switch, and you're out. So your map's a good help for finding secret hidden rooms when you're in dungeons. My second tip, and this is a a serious tip I want everybody to try out, because you're going to see, if you don't do this already, it will change your game completely for you, and you will have a different experience than you thought possible. What I mean by this is when you're picking your next character, or your first one, try to do a role-play plan. What I mean by that is sit down... Think about your character before you even create him. What his personality or her personality is. What their background story is. What is their fighting style? Why is it that fighting style? What this will do for you, and if you stick through this, okay, if you stick through this plan, this RP plan as you're going through the game, like, well, he's a morally correct character who on occasion doesn't mind getting his hands wet, you know, whatever. If you stick by that, it'll dictate the decisions that you would normally personally not do. So if you create an assassin who is ruthless, doesn't take lit from nobody, will kill anybody on sight, not even think about it, it will change the entire game plan. Even though you're morally a correct person and don't want to do that, if you stick by that game plan and you use it, it will open up a different game for you entirely that you didn't think was even possible or you wouldn't have even thought about doing before. And the, another big bonus about this, doing it this way, is it helps set a very clear path for your skills and minimizes any kind of skill waste. So points that were wasted, like, oh, I wanted to do magic for 10 levels, but I decided to do one-handed shields, I put points in that, and eventually I just wound up being this, and you have points spread up all over the place. This just is just a, a different way of playing your character in a game like this, and perhaps you really get into it and you experience a different play style. Uh, any thoughts, guys? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think um, I think what you're what you're talking about here is the very heart of the role-playing game. I mean, you're you're sitting in front of the computer for 45 minutes anyway when you make a new character, because you're going through the facial features, 
you know, the purpose of that is to, yes, add a level of character customization and depth to the game. But as you're you're figuring out, you know, uh, how high this guy's cheekbones are or, you know, what what uh, color hair does does, you know, she have. You're also applying scars. And, you know, people, I think, naturally think natural role players think like, gee, how did that scar get there? Or why is the fancy haircut on this character versus, you know, the the butchy, spiky haircut on on the character? And, um, you know, well, even though it, I'm it, a I'm a published author. Yes, I'm a published author. I have a book out called Continia, C-O-N-T-I-N-I-A on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Um <laughs> Written in the name of Junior Wilson. Uh, the first character I did, I didn't really do any real base role play because I wanted to ex- just see what the game was about. So I went all over the place. I eventually stopped playing him because his points were spread out all over the place, and I didn't do anything with trade skills, so I was kind of gimping my character a little bit. When I created my new character, Rogart, who, yes, is based off of a character in my book, mind you. Okay. Selfish, same shameless plug there. Um, Sh- totally shameless, but I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Every ounce of this I adore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so when I was actually creating him, I wanted to create him in the image that I used when I wrote the book. And his personality is not the same as the character in the book, mind you, because the character in the book's all very noble, very much a leader kind, you know, giant. I went with a different personality. I just kept his look and his hair basically that way. And then, yeah, what you said is this time I actually put scars on him and war paintings that actually had a meaning to this character. I actually wrote down his personality, his story, and his fighting style, and it dictated how I've been playing him. And I've been having so much more fun with this character. It's unreal. Because I'm forcing myself to do things I really wouldn't normally do, and it's just fun. Right. The RP aspect is always going to be a big part of playing these types of games. I mean... Yeah, we've all heard MMOs, the RP servers, people get looked down, what have you. But I think for the single-player games, it's a very big factor because, hey, you know what? You're actually devoting your time to playing a character, which you've invested time in. Yeah, we've all sat there for an hour just trying to get our character perfect because guess what? You know, That's the kind of image we want to portray in the game for the rest of the world to see. And for me personally, what I've done in all these uh, games that I've done pretty much the same thing, Joe, where I've actually thought in my head, all right, what do I want to do with this character? Um, especially with the MMOs, um, I'll take, for example, EQ2. You know, all, for all my characters, I've actually written little bios that they have that you can actually inspect. You know, if, a, if you were another character, player character, come up to me, right-click on me and inspect, you can actually have an option to see my bio, and you'll see what I've written there for people to look at. My perfect case is my Shadow Knight which is the antithesis of the paladin. All right, she's a very... I made her like a really great, beautiful-looking half-elf, and I worked that into my storyline to where, since she's a half, half-elf, half you know, hybrid between humans and the elves, both worlds didn't like her, detested in both, never had a home. She paired up, became sort of like a squire to another Shadow Knight, and now she's out in the world just wreaking havoc because she hates the world so much because of what she's gone through as a, a young child, as a young squire, now she's a fully fledged Shadow Knight. Now she's going out there making everyone else pay for her misery. Wow, that's a that's a really in depth bio, even just for especially for like an MMO character. Oh yeah, I mean, and yeah. I love it. I mean, I've I've gotten comments from people saying, "Wow, you actually took time to see this." And <laughs> you know, are, shouldn't you an RP server? I'm like, no, it's just something I like doing because that helps focus my character. Right. That's what I want to do with this character. And you you obviously do the same thing when you when you make your alts. 
yes, they, if it's an alt I know I'm definitely going to enjoy, then I'll actually sit there yeah. and, and think about, all right, you know, this one's going to be like a ranger type class. You know, what's his story? You know, was he found? Was he abandoned? That sort of thing. Or was he just some city kid who got sick of the city and joined up with the rangers? That type of deal. So, yeah. Well, it was a pretty awesome tip there, Joe. I mean, uh, you know, definitely got uh, definitely got the gears rolling on that one. <laughs> yeah, I just got to be thinking again. It's like, ooh, what do I do with this character? That's my that's that's my personal favorite way of experiencing a game like this. Um, Mr. Ivarwin has a special roundtable for us today, so this is why our show's gonna be a little bit longer than normal, which is okay. If you like the show, then it should be okay. Um, what do we have? Yeah, so what I wanted to do was. There's a lot of discussion going on right now about – I should say speculation. Um, a lot of speculation going on right now about what is the download content going to be like for this game. There's There's been a lot of hints that um, uh, Todd Howard, the creative director of Skyrim, has been putting out um, since mid part of this year when, when asked uh, in June – uh, he had said that uh, Bethesda wants to launch fewer, but in quotes, more substantial pieces of DLC than it has with previous titles uh, with an expansion pack feel to it. And just at the VGAs, um, he, and I'm going to quote him here, he said, uh, we're going to go through ideas right now, processing everything people are doing in the game and trying to think of ways that we can improve it and focusing on ways to make the game better, not just have more because the game is so big. Um, he's also been asked about, which all of us have been kind of wondering about too, is what about multiplayer? And he said, uh, you can never take anything, you, you can never say no to anything like that, but it's not what our focus is. Uh, we don't want to lose that focus. We never want to sacrifice anything in the single player game just to make it multiplayer. So I think we can all kind of agree to that, but it still leaves the question in the air, what should our download content be like for this game? So I thought it would be nice if we all kind of just talked amongst ourselves as a community and as gamers and figure out what would we like to see in this uh, download content. Uh, we welcome your emails. Bring them to us. We're going to start the conversation on the show today. But just because the conversation ends on the show today, or I should say just because we're, you know, the three of us are done talking about this particular topic on the show today – doesn't mean the conversation's over. Right. We can definitely we probably will be talking about it quite a bit until even after the first one's released. Yes. I mean, send us your emails, send us uh, you know, uh Twitter comments, Facebook comments, you know, let us know what what your ideas are for this game because the more buzz we generate together about download content, the louder we are to Bethesda and the more they're going to hear us and the more they're just going to put this stuff in as we, as we throw them out there. Right. So, right. And you, you never know your idea may just be the one they're looking at to do and yeah. may have been afraid to approach because they may have been thinking, Oh, maybe the community isn't ready for that or they just, just don't like it. And then out of the blue, people will say, yeah, we would like something like that. And Hey, it gets them rolling on it. So I'm all for that. <clears throat> I have. So Joe, Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I was just basically going to say, you know, uh, now that now that I'm, you know, kind of done introducing it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I cut you off. So go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. I, no, I just wanted to ask, like, you know, what what are your thoughts on on this? Like, what do you think we should do for DLC? That's what I was hoping you would say. 
<laughs> I love how he gets all excited. I wrote in the notes, and, and I'm quoting directly what I wrote last night. Pirates. Yes, pirates. Oh, and uh, ninjas. Arr. Gotta have ninjas. Gotta have ninjas. Pirates, ninjas, pirates, ninjas. How can you go wrong? There's actually a reason why I actually put these two in there, besides being you know the epic all-time stuff. But pirates, it, okay, there are pirates in the game. Yar. Mind you, you can never join them or be a part of them, unfortunately. Why not have that kind of play style in the game? It just it, This does more than just open up an epic quest chain that should be as epic, if not more epic, than, let's say, the Thieves' Guild and the Stormcloaks, or the, not Stormcloaks, but the, uh, the, the Brotherhood combined. But gives you a new play style. Like, for instance, introducing one-shots or slow-shooting um, pistols. Boom-boom sticks, you know? Help me out here, guys. Uh, what are they called? Uh, flintlocks? Flintlocks, thank you. As, a, as an alternate to bows, for instance. Minimal has a range of, of a bow, but they hit a little bit harder, similar to the way swords and maces are. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. That would introduce a different play style with that. Introduce cannons to the game, you know? A different fighting style, different trees to the game. And it gives you a whole new epic quest line. Who wouldn't want to play as a pirate? I do. Captain Jack Sparrow at your service. And ninjas, I mean, yeah, they have something oh, similar to that. <laughs> they have something similar to that in the game with Dark Brotherhood, but not quite. Okay. What I mean by ninjas is more of the martial arts type of, of feel. Um, introducing martial weapons, such as, you know, nunchucks even. You know, even those things are useless, but... Ninja stars, throwing stars, different little things like that with a different... Like, you can go actually have a unarmed fighting skill that actually works via, like, Monk. Okay. So more of a, like, a, uh, like an Eastern-type world feel where everything... Like you just said, like a Monk or even, I guess, the Eastern-type styles we've seen in in, uh, in other MMOs, other games. Right. How cool would it be, like, well, like, to like be a master martial artist, you know, beating up on people, dodging swords, smack them in the head... And as, a, as, as you go into your critical finish, just reaching out, snapping their neck. Well, it's not entirely unheard of in the Elder Scrolls world either because, you know, if you remember playing Morrowind, you had very uh, Eastern types of weapons that you got to use playing Morrowind. Yes, and I believe and, you could also be an unarmed fighter as well. There was a totally viable class slash playstyle that, that worked, I think, in that game or in, uh, I think, even back then in Daggerfall. I think you could do that too. Yeah, if they introduced a um, a monkish type of constellation within download content, I mean, it's not you know hard to well, to if think. If you add of... the martial aspect of it, the actual core fighting, you can create your own monk by going down the healing tree with the martial arts. Yeah, so you can put that character in restricting to light armor. Yeah, that would definitely. I think that definitely be viable. A magic using martial artist would be epic. Right, oh. but <laughs> what I'm saying, Joe, is is you know uh, I'm I, I think your idea of making this this ninja type of of class would be a little bit you know more you know into more in depth uh, sort of a uh, hands on type of um, weaponless type of of character. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like if we made if if there was a constellation released in some DLC that really went in depth with that sort of fl- fighting style. It would it would be a, a great addition to the game. Bethesda, we have your first ex- we have your first DLC slash expansion right here, man. Call it R <laughs> Ninjas and have pirate <laughs> quest chain with a pirate fighting style 
and the weapons and the ninja quest chain with a ninja fighting style and weapons. How insane would that be? Huh? That's a, that's I mean, a winner. Winner. As as it is, when you start a Khajiit, your uh, your bare handed attacks are viable, totally viable. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's already in there. The game mechanics are there. They just yeah. need to you know, probably tweak it and then work out the. Uh, add the other classes to it. Yeah, just add a little depth to to that idea, expand it a bit more, and I, I think on that situation with that that evil lady in the orphanage, just walk up to her head, put a flintlock to her forehead, and boom. You really got it out for this woman, don't you? I do. <laughs> I sense so much anger and hatred in this. I'm a dad, you know. I don't want to see my kids go through that. <laughs> or, or better yet, Joe, sneak, come up behind her, and do the old. Stereotypical neck snap. No, oh, no. Walk up with my peg leg, my hat, and my drool off the side of the lip. <laughs> Feel the pirate cutlass of vengeance. This is all the tits. Now. <laughs> You know, I, I just swig some mead. <laughs> all I see is just this this orc with an eye patch and a peg leg. <laughs> Joe's playing doing this. <laughs> I, I would be sitting here talking like a pirate for like three weeks in real life after this. I, I would do so. I get, I'd just get too much to it. What do you think an orcish pirate would sound like? <laughs> Probably not much different. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, we did that together. That's awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone else have any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Well, I was thinking – well, you beat me to the ninjas because I actually was thinking about that too uh, when I started my Thief character saying, you know what? All the other games have had uh, you know, that, that type of, uh, I guess, clash or, or martial proficiency. So why not put that in there? And uh, you know, like I said before, the game mechanics are there. They just need to work it out, tweak it. Hopefully make it so it doesn't break the rest of the game. <laughs> but I, I, I could definitely see that. And with the pirates, oh, can you imagine? I mean, having your own ship, how cool would that be? Put some cannon on there and just have at it. But then I don't think you can go much anywhere in Skyrim <laughs> since you're up in the frozen north. No, we're going that... to go raid the lake. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be great. Oh, man. <laughs> definitely like that. I was thinking about a maybe like a, a personal crafting lexicon. You know, you have like um, you know when you pick up a book in the game, you, you see it's a, you know it's actually a book, and you can turn the pages using the mouse wheel. Yeah, um, you can get something like that. All right, but it's in your UI. You know, you open up your items menu, and there it is on the top, crafting lexicon, and just click on it, and the book opens up. And you can flip through the pages, and the book would have tabs according to which which crafting skills you have recipes for. So you get like an armor smith tab and then maybe like um, a potion making tab. I forgot you know what you call it. The alchemy tab? Alchemy, thank you. You get an alchemy tab. And then like you, you just you click on the tab and it opens up and you see all of the uh, you have like a table of contents on the left page and you can click on the item that you want to make and the if the pages open up to that one item and you see all the ingredients that can make that one particular potion. And then on the right-hand side, you have a uh, clickable 3D model of the potion where you can, you know, spin it around and, you know, examine it. And the ingredients too, you know, that would help too. So, you know, if you're gathering out there in the world and you don't remember the name, but you remember the photo image of it, right. you'll know like, oh, I need that for poisons. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're that's selling it off idea. as junk. 
yeah, that's a good idea. You can click on, you know, you can click on those ingredients and it would open up, you know, the page again to that particular, you know, like snowberries or something. And you could see like the 3D model of the snowberries. And so I thought like a crafting lexicon would be uh, would be a cool idea. Yeah, that definitely streamlined uh, things, especially if you're not into, I guess, totally around all those scrolls, the recipes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. always a, that's always a pain in the rear. Because as, as it is right now is the UI stands like I know people are having a hard time with the UI and especially when it comes to itemizing all of the different items that, that you have and craftable items as well. I mean, you go in, it's just a complete mess trying to find your healing potions and um, you know, all, all your different various potions and it's all mixed in with, with the items that, that make yeah, those things. Yeah. And you mix it with the armor, your weapons and all the other gear yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, an equipment organizer would be great. I mean, I understand, too, everything's alphabetically organized. But then again, you know, we all know what the potion does. There are, there's a healing potion, but then you have several variations of it that have different names, but they all heal. It's like, you know what? Makes sense of it all. Put the healing stuff here. I don't care what it's called. Minor, lesser, uh, health drop. No, it's a healing potion in the end. Put them here for me, please. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, all my edge weapons here. All my blunt weapons here. And then give me the option to organize it myself. Like, you know what? I don't want it here on the list. I want it up here. So it's the first thing I see when I open up my favorites list. Oh, that would – I mean <clears throat> there are mods out there being created to to advance the UI even further. But I thought for crafting especially, a nice feature for download content, um, especially if you want to sell it to right. guys that already have the game – would be this this crafting lexicon where it really just takes every single piece of of um, uh, every recipe that you can already make and just itemizes all the different things that you need in order to that you've discovered that you need in order to make that item and just arranges them in a nice neat little book all of your crafting skills by tabs. So that was that one would idea. Be nice. I had. Yeah, yeah, it would. That's definitely good, a good idea. Yeah. I hope they look into something like that, or at least thinking about it. Uh, the other idea I had, and I kind of, I kind of laughed when um, when I saw the chat room because Mistress LeBeau said this exact same thing, and I, I had thought of this last night when I was going over the show notes again. Um, playable instruments. Yes. You know, I mean, Lou, you remember when when I first uh, downloaded uh, Lord of the Rings Online? Mm-hmm. What was the first? What was the one thing that I was knocked out about? Oh. Ivarwin was totally uh, taken aback by the fact that uh, when he picked up an instrument, he was looking at it, and I believe I was me who told you that you could actually play it. Yeah, <laughs> not, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I was like, uh, and for the next few minutes, I sat there explaining to him, you know what, uh, equip it and start pressing keys on your keyboard, and it, it totally took him aback. He, he was totally amazed on how he's pressing his keyboard and he's hearing different notes coming out of it and was astounded by the fact that I told him that there were players out there who actually have taken these instruments, mapped out the notes for people, so we can actually compose full-fledged songs, pieces, and play them. And uh, I remember when I first played Lord of the Rings Online, there were actual bands posting on the forums, hey, we're playing, <laughs> you know, in, uh, uh, what was his name, uh, Bubbleburst, uh Tavern? Trying to remember. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, the the Green Dragon, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, what? Forgive us, folks, but whatever that in was. Yeah, but yeah, town. Yeah, you'd, you'd I'm have actually, actually embarrassed for you right now that you didn't know. 
What's that? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock Lord of the Rings online. It's it's if you're a if you're a Rings no, no, fan, no. I'm a huge Rings fan. And I I'm, I'm upset you guys did not know that that well, you didn't know that it was the Green Dragon. What the heck? Oh. <laughs> I had to catch and watch the new Hobbit trailer that's out there now on YouTube. We're, we're under pressure, man. We're under pressure. I've got a live <laughs> going. The but yeah, going. I, I know uh, Ivar was not the only one who feels that kind of frustration because I know I, I've been on the Bethesda forums for Skyrim. I know it's that some people have requested that uh, players be allowed to play these instruments. I mean, if you're going to be uh, a bard, like, uh, for example, my main character, join the bards. But yet, I could pick up an instrument, and it just sits in my inventory looking pretty. <laughs> I can't do anything with it, you know. Like I don't, I don't get that. Why, why put you know lutes and there's? I mean, it's not just one kind of 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 uh, instrument that's in this game. I mean, you have lutes, Several. right? Flutes yep. aren't flutes are in the game too, correct? Yes, drums, yes. drums, and are harps in the game? Did I? I haven't seen any. I might be I making that up. Lot. I don't know. But, I mean, there's several kinds of instruments. Why put it in the game if you're not going to eventually make it playable for us? I mean, think about think about the community impact something like that would have. You know, you put, you put the instrument in the game and you allow us to use our peripherals in order to compose music on it. I mean, you're going to have community MIDI files coming, coming out in, in droves that, you know, we're going to be able to download and share between each other. Um, I, I mean, it's just going to really lengthen the popularity and the life of the game in just such a small way. And it's, it's because it adds life to an already uh, enormous world that feels like it's alive. Right. And for people who love to role play their characters like Joe, you know, I, I think that would definitely give them another tool to work with. And uh, I guess further everyone's enjoyment because of the fact that, Hey, I've got a bard. Now I can actually play something. And wouldn't that be a great storyline to where you actually had to be a bard and go through these towns and gain people's confidence and favor because you're actually so good at what you're doing, they'll tell you stuff. Yeah, you wouldn't I mean, be that know, boring, sure, yeah. It could definitely add to your speech craft <laughs> skill. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be a way of leveling that. That would be useful, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. could find ways to make it to make it useful. I'm a loot-playing fool. Anything um, else? Yeah, actually, I had one other thing. Um, I thought it'd be cool to add in like a, another quest line too, as far as like you could play as either an Imperial Guard or a Stormcloak in a in a post Dovahkiin Skyrim. After after the hero does this thing, all right, there's still you know the the civil war has come to an end, but there's still tensions between the two sides. What if you were if they put in a quest line where you could play? one of those, you know, soldiers from one of the two sides. And your function in this quest line is to either mend ties completely or divide them even further, sinking Skyrim to yet again another civil war. So I thought that would be a, an interesting... I mean, like kind of like playing up to the point where the beginning of the game starts, where they have, have the war almost finished... And have what's his name in in custody to chop off his head? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was thinking like once once the the game is finally over, all right. As far as like the the civil war is is over with, you can now pick up where you know the either the the stormcloaks or the imperial guard um, are trying to mend that relationship 
politically and you as one of those two factions has to do quests in order to either aid that or you can choose the route of destroying that and and when you're finally done with that quest you've either helped the uh the province completely uh unite or divide it even further and sink it into another another civil war yeah that could that kind of puts it off the off of the actual game and how it plays though you really think about it. it you'd have to kind of instance that type of of thing it wouldn't be for instance if you did do this and it did change the impact it would change the impact of the entire game because this game's a, a live rpg it's not something that's instance based when you do a quest it impacts it somehow so if you did something like this and you change the results of the way the Civil War is going or the way it, the history was of it, it could impact the rest of the entire game because that Civil War is such a dominant story in the game itself. Well, no, I'm talking about that this this particular type of, of encounter, this this quest line would open up after the game is over with. You know, once once mm-hmm. Dovahkiin has, has ended the Dragon Threat, mended the Civil War, and, you know, helped the other... It, that's there, where this storyline would pick up. Is there an end to this game? I haven't seen it. Well, no, I'm not. No, I, don't think, <laughs> I mean, I don't think the game has ended. I'm just, but there is a definite end to some of these main these main storylines. Yeah, and that's where this would. Okay, I see what you mean. That would make a little bit more sense. But yeah, like I don't, I don't know if I explained that well. Well, you mean as opposed to like when you finish, the, I guess the main quest storyline where you end the dragon threat, but then you still have the the threat or or the, the ramifications of the civil war still out there, and you can either be a force for good to help. Again, like you said, mend it or some way subvert it because you probably are feeling sympathy for Ulfric, you know, and you want to help them out even more. Right. right. Yeah. It would pick up, you know, it would this this quest line. You would start a new character. He wouldn't be dragonborn. He would just be a new character um, who would be whatever you built him. He just didn't have the dragonborn powers. And he, the the storyline of this particular new quest would start up right when. In the timeline after after you know Dovahkiin basically saved Skyrim. Gotcha. Yeah, that actually make a that would be an interesting downloadable hack. Yeah, just like a little extra, you know, story based quest. I don't know, it was just an idea. <laughs> no, it's good ideas. Idea. Are that, ideas. Yeah, but that sounds to me like that that would be a massive. Uh, you know, I have a, I have an idea of how that could easily work, but it involves maybe a little bit of a spoiler, so I'm not going to really say it right now. Mm-hmm. But let's just say it involves an Elder Scroll. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You get it, Lou? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Do you, you have anything for us, Lou? No. No, I have uh, got those ideas you guys had have uh, are pretty good, and uh, I like them. I mean, your borrowing suggestion is good. Um, I know, personally, for me, though, I would like a little thing. Uh, since I have 10,000 quests going on in my journal... I guess an easier way to organize the quest chain as opposed to just having, you know, the miscellaneous tab and then everything else out there. Give you options to do it to categorize it in different ways. Like, say you want to categorize it by region, right? Or... You know, like I want to see everything that points me towards Riften, everything that's in around Markath. I would like to see something just a little more, uh, I guess, to ease the clutter on the quest log. Yeah, that can get confusing when you get higher up and you have. Literally a thousand right. quests in that quest exactly. log. Uh, my, which my ones I want to click on and off here? Exactly. I mean, I have 20 of them, and then the miscellaneous tab has, again, 30 plus, 
and counting. Yeah. But I would like to see, all right, for the main quest line, which ones are in Riften? Which ones are pointing back towards Whiterun? Um, something like that. If it's not out there already in the community or mod, that you know, I, I hope that someone out there is thinking about doing something like that. Um, right. Because it does get confusing to, to realize, all right, what quest am I on again? Jeez, where am I going? <laughs> I'm I'm lost in my own quest journal. This isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going through that right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I go through that through all my characters right now. Yeah. Um, and I literally sit there for a couple minutes and realize, all right, where the heck am I again? Oh wait, in this one, it's this one. So I would like to see something like that come on out and, and put in the game as a nice little, you know, it's not game breaking, but it would be a you know a nice little uh, extra to help ease the uh, or keep the game flow going for the player. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, that makes perfect sense. Any last thoughts of Arwen? No, I mean uh that's that's our discussion, you know, guys, you know, obviously you're you're involved in the discussion too. You're you're our fourth chair. You know, start throwing us questions or uh ideas as well and you know, be more than happy to, you know, bring it up in uh in future episodes. So let's, you know, let's just keep this going as a community and and let's see what uh Bethesda does. Oh yeah. Hopefully they're listening, and we definitely uh, look forward to seeing what they have planned. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to take a break right here. And when we get back, we will do the rest of the show. Sounds good. Awesome. For today's interlude, we have decided to do a very special gift for you all for a very merry winter Thanksgiving. Enjoy. So, I was out today. I got four dragons. Just four. But I got 12 Twelve scales for my new armor. Twelve scales, you say? Twelve. Ooh, I think I, I don't have enough toes and hands, but I think. But the scales will work. It's something. Indeed. It's some, yeah. What about the you? Fa- the fates have given you a mighty gift. Ah, they were pushovers. <laughs> I didn't do so on myself. Only three. I feel so. I don't feel good. I'm ashamed right now. Oh, you're like a uh, girly, girly Nord. Girly Nord. Only it's three. been a rough week. Give me time, I'll go back. I'll get back there. You did better than me. Oh, what happened? I didn't get any dragons. What? Not Lou. one. Not one? Not I one. Worse. You did worse than Lou? I did. Ivarwin, we need to have a chat. It, it, was, it was my mount. What mount? I was right. Exactly. Oh, poor mount. I know. I was chasing after the dragon, and then it opened up its wings and started flying, and I was standing there with my sword and shield saying, Come back, you dastardly thing with the scales I want so badly, and then it flew away and I couldn't catch it. I felt bad. Oh, I I, I need your Nord card now. Yes. You don't deserve it anymore. I have a Nord Nordish. down. A Nord down. Bad Dovahkiin. Bad. Terrible. If there was only maybe a possible one way that I could have a blessing bestowed upon me. Yes. What kind of blessing? What is tomorrow? I believe tomorrow should be Winter Thanksmas. Yes. Oh. It is. Tomorrow is Winter Thanksmas. Oh, perhaps this will be the one way I could... I could get my blessing. Jingle goes the bells. Jingle goes the bells. Evalin smells. A dragon laid an egg. 
What is the it doing? Carriage lost the wheel and the bandit got away. No, no, no. no. Stop no. that. Stop. What are you doing? Ugh. No. Bad song. No, good song. Bad singing. Song. <laughs> well, who, who, who sings that song originally? Kill him. But, but let them sing it. Dashing through the snow. Oh, here we chasing go. Chasing a one legged bandit. Oy. Over the hills That's we the go. Crilling my sword one handed. Watching the poor man squeal as I give him chase. Makes my spirit happy and oh. my armor chafe. Pointing oh, and laughing as now. I catch him. Kill running my now, sword so. right through. Looting oh, his limp little yeah, body. Wishing it was you. Oh, sweet Nordic Jesus, stop it. That one classic, oh, you can't go wrong. It was classic until you sang it and ruined it. Oh, I can never listen to that song again. I have the either of you two heard Night Before Winter Thanks Miss? No. No? No? What is this? Ah, perhaps I shall regale you? Please do. Ah, all right. Let's see. I can only remember how it went. Ah, yes. Was the night before winter thanks miss when all through the castle not the skeever was stirring, not even the damsel. The steel boots were hung by the chimney to dry in homes that St. Jarl would soon be by. The wenches were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of strong nords danced in their heads. And the women in her kerchief and I pretty much in nothing had just settled down for a long winter's loathing. When out on the courtyard there arose such a noise, I sprang from my chair to see which of those. Away to the front I bellowed all rash, tore open the doors, and took out my axe. The courtyard was dark, and as many as I, sh as I could, the walls of the castle stood and withstood. When, what to my pissed off eye should see but a giant sleigh, and eight large dragons all creepy. With a large old driver so mean and fierce, I knew in that moment it must be Saint Yar with beers. More rapid than eagles, his dragons they came. He growled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Danner, now poor non Voxman, on Congated, on Cupid, on Donner and Blotsman. To the top of the courtyard. To the top of the wall, now fly away, fly away, fly away all! As cold winds that before the wild snow fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky, so up to the castle top the serpents they flew, with the sleigh full of booze, and St. Yarl too. And then in a flash, I heard on top, I stood in awe, the thumping and scratching of each large claw as I sheathed my axe and was turning around down the chimney St. Jarl came with a sound he was dressed all in ebony armor from his head to his foot and his plate were all tarnished with blood and soot a keg of bulls he had flung on his back and he looked like a bartender going to the rack. His eyes, how they glared. His arms, how scary. His legs were like trees. His stench, like an alley. His twisted large mouth was drawn up and zipped. 
and the beard of his chin was dark, like a crypt. The stump of his cigar tightened his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He was large and cut, a right me-looking Nord. And I laughed when I saw him, and he drew out his sword. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me no. I had everything to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the cups, then turned with a jerk. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a snarl, and away they all flew, and there goes the yard. But I heard him exclaim, ere he flew out of sight, Happy winter, thanks, Miss to all, and to all get drunk tonight! It's a good story. Yeah, yeah, good tell. Too bad I killed him and his dragons yesterday. Oh. What? Confirmation by Imperial State. Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times. Your source for news in Skyrim. And welcome back. It's the Tamriel Times. Your official news and community events. We have a couple of goodies for you guys. I found one of these goodies last night that got me really excited. Um, Bethesda had a little interview with, I believe it was um, G4 TV, right after they had won the Game of the Year award. And they let a little, a little nugget slip. They announced that they're releasing the Creator's Kit, the Creator's Kit, for PC users. And it will launch in January where you can create your own content and share it through Steam. Joe is excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. That's awesome. I can't wait to see what the community puts out with this. Yeah, what I'm going to exactly? be the one of those guys putting something out because I used to be a game designer, and this is going to be fun. What exactly does uh, the, the creator's kit entail? I mean, do you have to know coding, or is it going to be like a GUI environment where you get, you know... A set of tools in this application. You could just different go to companies do them differently. Um, I've seen some that do it like that, where the basic, the basic designer tools, where they release the designer tools from the project itself, which is a GUI interface in most parts, with a whole set of of environments, textures, items, that kind of thing, and you can edit those through like Photoshop, things like that, texture map them. Um, and if you're good with 3D modeling, you can even tweak them. But there is okay. in some of the Creators kits I've seen out there, you do have to lo- know a little bit of, of code, what they call the act files, or action files, basically. It's, it's a set of commands that should, that basically says how an NPC reacts, how they how they act, that kind of thing, how environments act within the world. Well, hopefully when they release this Creators kit, they'll have a little manual so that people who are out there, players are out there, who probably would feel a little afraid of doing stuff, you know, they won't be locked out. Because they will have something there to say, you know what, if you're a beginner, we've got, we've thought about you, here's a manual of what you need to do, or, you know, little things that you can do that you need to know so that you can start creating your own content. I hope so too, Lou, because every time I hear, you know, a, a company, you know, saying something like this, I always feel like, you know, I'm left out of the loop because I, I don't have a design background with my education. You know, I always feel like, ah, you know, I, don't, I guess I'm not going to be able to take part in that sort of thing. I swear, guys, if this is anything as easy or mainstream as something like Minecraft, you guys will never see me again. 
<laughs> hey, Joe, you want to come and do the show? Yeah, one, one more minute. One more minute. Hold on. I'm applying this texture. <laughs> I was just going to say, this sounds like kind of almost like a Minecraft for Skyrim. <laughs> uh, that would combine two of my love affairs right now, and you would never see me again. We'll see a thousand mod packs out there with Joe's name attached to it. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. I'm going to release my own ninjas, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> his own pirates. Yar. His own his own orcish pirates. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? What's next, Devarwin? Uh let's see. On December fifteenth, patch one point three was released for Xbox three sixty. Now you too can see frontward flying dragons for who uh, for those guys on the Xbox three sixty. Oh three sixty years get some love this time. Little a little loving for those 360 guys. A little late, a little. but you know, better late than never. You know what though? I'm I'm kind of happy for them at the same time because yeah, even though it's a little late, I did a lot of checking with this on the internet, and I don't see a lot of people saying like, "Oh, this is bugged. That's bugged." Like it, it looks like even though it came a little late, it was a nice, even transition for them with a with a good fix. So I mean, I. Maybe you know I, I don't know if that's actually what's going on out there. I I did uh, I did as much research as I possibly could, and it that's what it looks like. Um, you know, if you guys are experiencing something different, you know, send us an email, let us know. We'll we'll put it on the show too, and kind of you know release that information as well. But for now, it looks like it's a smooth fix. So good for you guys. Yeah, lucky them. That's good. Yeah. Let's see what else. Uh. Skyrim, top-selling title in the UK for Christmas. Just Dance 3 came in number two. And this is interesting. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is now number three. So those who were looking to uh, get the uh, get some games under the Christmas tree over in the UK, most of them are buying Skyrim for the season. <laughs> so you <laughs> might have got your request. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. And uh, oh yeah, also Steam had announced that Skyrim is now the fastest selling title in its history so far. Wow, that is something. Holy. Yeah, yeah, that is something. And, and you know, you know why this is this is powerful speech right here because Steam is not a brick and mortar store. You don't have to leave your house, drive to the nearest GameStop, the nearest Best Buy. Uh, you know, go inside, buy the item. And then walk out and have the chance of it not of it being sold out. That doesn't exist with Steam. You know, you you, you roll out of bed, you uh, sit at your in your computer, drink your coffee, throw up Steam. Oh, look, Skyrim's out, and you click a button. <laughs> exactly. And there you go. So a, 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 that's what I did. A, a testament to that because I, I I like to think of everyone as a, a Steam addict. Ooh, new game. <laughs> click. Click. Purchase. Download. <laughs> purchase. Download. Oh, look at this. Purchase. Download. How many games do you have? I don't know. They got fifty. <laughs> Some along those lines, somewhere. I lost track of how many games I've got. I now. think I have I like can't stop six games it. on Steam. I haven't even downloaded yet because they were yeah, on like some massive deal, and I just haven't had time to get to them. Yeah, so I mean, precisely. You know, there's there's a ton of games on Steam. You know, people could have clicked on any one of these games, but they're clicking on Skyrim. By the way, my Steam ID is Kempo four hundred one K E N P O four hundred one. Just saying. <laughs> Give a give a little hi to Joe out there, and we have a new mod. Oh yeah, the yes. online attempt. Yeah, you know what i I wanted to feature this in in our mod section, the crafting table, but it's just so buggy and in beta right now that I thought it was just newsworthy. Um, I thought it was still in it, alpha. 
It is, yeah. Okay. And that's the reason, because it's it's an alpha. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't mean to come off saying like, you know, oh, gee, it, it was a good idea, but they they screwed it up. It's, it is a good idea, and they're still working on it. So right. if you decide to go out there and get it, you can get it off of Skyrim Nexus. I know that for sure. You're not looking at a finished product at all, so be aware of that. But what's newsworthy about this is that you know someone out there is actually modding the game to give it that multiplayer feel that we've been saying is has been you know the one thing about this game we really wish it had as an as an option not as something right not as default not as a default no right i like the idea i like what their plans are for it it's right now it's it's incredibly buggy alpha means it's pre-playable version um in the game industry when you're an alpha it means it's so buggy that only certain parts are actually playable. It's not going to be anything close to what the finished product's going to be yet. That's what beta's for. Beta is a playable version that is buggy still. So we'll wait for that, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. The features that it has uh, so far, though, is that it does support in-game player chat and trading. Um, mm, nice. Yeah. Oh, and also, there is a very basic uh, representation of the person you're playing with. Now, originally, it was built it had your, your friend was a spectral horse in, instead of... <laughs> Mr. Ed! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> after doing some checking, um, it, looks like they, it looks like they've... It looks like they've... Jesus, guys. <laughs> One horse comment. Here comes the Mr. Ed jokes. <laughs> no, no, no glue factory? <laughs> Uh, I had a great yeah. song for Mr. Dead in my. It's it's it plays off the Mr. Ed song, but I just can't think of it right now. Otherwise, I would sing I for you. <laughs> <laughs> Young Frankenstein, anyone? <laughs> um, they've they've changed it up now. So it, it, instead of seeing the <laughs> the spectral horse, uh, now you you see basically a, an unclothed male or female. You know, not a naked one, just Aww. unclothed. <laughs> well, 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 if you have the. Uh, <laughs> The mod for you know nude females that could be entertaining. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I mean that you're talking about mod against mod here. You know that might that might do it. That might not. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be interesting <laughs> to see. Nice little conflict. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can also attack other players too, but uh, excuse me, players can also attack. All right, but it doesn't display any of the the active effects. So. You know, the guy you're you're multiplaying with at the moment, you know, throws out, I don't know, lightning. You're not going to see the lightning. So there's there's none of that right now. Um, but like I said, you know, it's in alpha. I, I can't wait for this to come out. Once it's finished, I'm definitely going to download this and see how it turns out. And it's it's a it's a mod that everyone is keeping their eye on. There are several um, news outlets, gaming news outlets out there that are watching this very closely. So, you know, when more information comes out, we're definitely going to feature it on the show. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully it comes out very, very nicely polished. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Joe in his peg-leg orc <laughs> swinging that sword, decapitating evil beings throughout Skyrim. <laughs> just taking screenshots of it. <laughs> exactly. Just tagging along. I'll do it. Not question, just tag along. We're gonna follow Joe yeah. <laughs> for a day. <laughs> oh, welcome, uh, welcome Nightcrawler to the uh, to the chat room. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> sir. Yes. All right, guys. For the intern. <laughs> Is that it for our news? I believe that's a wrap for that. 
Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to crafting table. Sure. All right, here we are in the crafting table. Mods and other game enhancements and little goodies that we come across and you guys suggest for us. What do we have today? Sky Sky UI? Oh, yeah, the Sky mod. Uh, did you try us out of our one? It's, um... I couldn't. And here's the reason why. All right, this, this is a... Sky UI is a mod that puts a much cleaner mo- uh, UI on your game screen. All right. They have a wonderful 20 minute long video that shows how to download it, the various ways you can download it, the various ways you can put it onto the computer correctly and have this thing play nicely. All right. Uh, since I'm a hands-on kind of a guy, I didn't see the 20 minute video. I just decided to get my fingers dirty and start doing this and I screwed it up. So it took me three hours to actually get this thing right. <laughs> <laughs> And in the end, don't need it. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. I was like, oh, look at this. It's a 20-minute long video. Whatever, I'll figure this out on my own. (laughs) Three hours later, I said, you know what? Let me check out that video because I'm going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to download this, watch the video. This isn't our featured mod for the day, though, okay? And and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I'm telling you it's out there. I'm telling you the, the UI that it puts up looks beautiful and I can't wait to use it. The problem though is after I spent all this time trying to put it onto my computer, watching the 20 minute video in its entirety, may I add. <laughs> putting it this on, time around. This time around. <laughs> um, putting, putting it on the computer the right way, okay? It still doesn't work. And the reason why is because Skyrim has recently updated itself. It's a new version of oh. the game and the mod has not updated to that new version yet so they say please be patient they are working on it which i believe they they are working very diligently um however i i can't i'd have to say i was a little bit more than just peevish at this whole entire incident (laughs) (laughs) just a bit yes i was really angry (laughs) but in any event (laughs) You know, I really wanted to feature it on the show because I was really knocked out at how the UI turned out in this in this mod. I mean, it's really clean. You've got all icons on the top of the screen, and you can click on the icons, and every all of your lists are just right there. And I mean, it really came out beautiful. So I would definitely give it a check and and look at it, and uh, download it as soon as they update themselves. But unfortunately, right now, it's not workable. That's unfortunate because yeah, I'm. After reading about it, and then hearing experience, I'm like, all right, I'll have to wait on it. Have they given a time frame as to when they're actually going to put something out? No. If they did, I would have I would have made it an actual you know feature on the show. Okay. They they said just please be patient. So it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year. Who knows? It could be after the holidays. It oh, now, <laughs> bummer. We need it now. I know. We're right? on vacation. We need it. So to kind of make up for it, um, I'm, I'm I want to feature. Uh, two small mods. One is uh, Weapons of the Third Era in the Alpha version and Dark Brotherhood Forever. Weapons of the Third Era is a 50 weapon skin set for fans of Morrowind. Ooh. Yeah. If you played the game, uh, if you liked the feel and the look of the game, definitely check this out because it has, like I said, it's 50 weapon skins from Morrowind. 
updated looks looks beautiful these these weapons um exotic skins too like katanas tantos scimitars there's already katanas in the game okay yeah but um these (laughs) (laughs) these are better katanas (laughs) but these katanas are nicer man (laughs) oh what was that sword maker in kill bill what was his name hanzo sword that's what (laughs) it is it's a hattori hanzo sword these are hanzo swords (laughs) Uh, um don't let me start on that movie Ah. these these weapons don't have the the Nordic rustic look to them that that the rest of the the weapons do in the game. They're Sweet. specifically from the the Morrowind land. I I'm all I for know. cosmetic goodies. Yes. yes. So it's uh, let's see what else. Plus they have also got the usual stuff too: long swords, one-handed swords, uh, clubs, axes, and all of them with that that Morrowind art style. And this I thought was really awesome. You can craft some of these, and the rest of them are found at vendors and on enemies. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I do like that. Yeah. So, um, definitely give that a try. Weapons of the Third Era in its alpha version. They're um, they're definitely going to be releasing more. Um, like I said, it's in its alpha version. So Just be cautious not- when you're downloading any alpha version type of mod. Um, usually, it's best to wait until they at least get into beta version. That way, it's a little bit more stable. So just be cautious okay. if you do download an alpha mod, it can be buggy and it can cause issues with the game. Yeah, I was about to ask that, Joe. I mean, would it would an alpha mod be so detrimental that it just totally, I guess, borks your your game files forever and you have well, to start all over again? It does say that there there's a couple of known issues that are that do involve it because it is an alpha, but we're not talking about like you know, game crashing issues or anything that's going to like screw anything up. I, I looked at the list. Okay. Some of the issues include like one of the biggest issues was that the weapon itself in your, in your, um, in your item UI, you know how it's on the right hand side, it's got the 3d version and you can, you know, mm-hmm. grab it and spin it around and, you know, have like a tactical feel to your examining of the weapon. Right. Some well, of these don't fully spin around. Okay. It appears in that window, but you can't, like, you know, touch it and, and move it around. And My, actually examine it like it's supposed that to. That caution okay. was just mostly as a general caution for mods, not just for this one. Because there are, there are mods out there that are in alpha phase that can cause a, a game crash. Even this one could. They just have, may not have found it yet because it's still early on. Just be cautious when you do that. Um, if you want to do it, do it. Heck, I'm, I might do it just to check out these different swords and such because, you know, I'm into that kind of thing. But... Just be cautious, and sometimes, like I said, it's best to wait for beta. Sometimes it doesn't take much more than a couple of weeks to go from alpha to beta for these mods. So uh, if you want to be patient, just wait for it, go for it. But it's definitely a recommended um, Skyrim off-the-record mod. Yeah, it, I mean, the the weapons look polished, and they definitely are, are definitely a nice, nice art style. Definitely cool looking. Um, and the other one, Joe, I thought of you when I saw this. That's why <laughs> yeah. I had to put this in just for you. Dark Brotherhood Forever mod. Um, what this basically does is it gives you it if you have the Dark Brotherhood armor set, this is a high resolution version of it. Wow. Yeah. Like and like even sexier. That That's I'm, right. I'm not normally impressed by some of the screenshots that they do for the graphic enhancing mods out there, but this one is it's night and day. Really? Yes. Like oh. totally night and day. You look at the armor that you're wearing in game. And then after this mod, it literally looks like you you can see 
imperfections in the leather and you can see the stitching and it's vibrant red and you know very dark on on other parts and i'm gonna have to get this one yeah yeah, exactly. yeah i was about to say say, say the same i'm gonna have to get that for my uh my little nord there mind you, you my the character i'm playing now won't get that armor unless he steals it off of the dark brotherhood that he slays but you never know do it <laughs> yeah it yeah, my out. main character is actually part of the Dark Brother, and I'm actually doing that uh, whole quest chain with him Isn't right it now. Epic? So, oh, that's <laughs> one for everyone. Um, I am. That's why I switched my focus on the heavy plate or heavy armor wearing because I was I am having just so much fun playing with the Dark Brotherhood, and I definitely need to see this this uh, <laughs> mod in the game because even though I've gotten better, I've you know I think I have just slightly better upgrades. I always just default to the Dark Brotherhood armor because it just looks to me right now it just looks so good. Yeah, no, I, I like how it looks. My character, it fits to what she's doing in the game. So what they need. We, we, one of the things I just thought about that when we were bringing up um, what we like to see in DLC, I would like to see a way for us to cosmetically change the look of an armor. Because every time you create um, dwarven armor or anything like that in, in, in smithing, it all looks the same. Even when you do like an exquisite version, it looks the same. Right. I, I no would love to see a way of being able to alter the look. If I want to dye it or or use another different metal in there to give it more of a darker look, whatever. I would love to be able to see that. Because people are vain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we wholeheartedly admit it with our characters. But yeah, to your point, Joe, yeah, something uh, give you an option to tint certain areas of the armor, like maybe just the shoulders part of it, we, uh, like, slightly like darker color, Mr. Uh, color or just trim. brought up something that's a good point. I want armor with bling on it. What about all those multitudes of gems you collect? Why not add those to it? Get a little bit of bling. <laughs> well, actually, uh, now that you bring it up, there is a mod out there that will allow you to put in gold inlay on your weapon. Well, yeah, that's nice. That's a great substitute, but I want something that gives me a lot more options. So if modders out there, think about it. Bethesda, put it in. Yeah, allow us to mod the armor and our weapons, give it different looks, different feels to it. You know, I guess... Put glowies on the weapons if you want. More glowies, better looking glowies, not just, uh, you know, the, I guess the electric charge type glowy. Right. That you get some of these weapons. If you have a frost weapon, you know, let's see. How awesome would um, be with my two hand guy, you know, my, my two handed peg legged orc pirate. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they have a scimitar that has blood dripping off of it. Yes. Right. Or a dark crimson look to it, you know. And, and a flintlock with smoke coming off. Oh, oh, I would be in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would be nice. <laughs> Mistress, I need full-on Las Vegas Marilyn Monroe get-up. I'm a girl. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> Holla! Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Town Square. We have, again, a lot of emails. Um, if yeah. we didn't get to your emails, we apologize. So we have a lot to go over in this. So let's get to it, guys. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And welcome to the town square. What's that over there? Emails? Shoutouts. <laughs> the working title is still in there. What? No, it's I'm not. I'm excited again. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you didn't see that. Hold on, let me meet my car. Read its ugly head again. <laughs> All right, we have a lot of emails to go over, so we're going to breeze through these. <laughs> there it goes. Right, oh, thank you. Oh, jeez. I can get out of that now. 
Hey guys! When I first started Skyrim, I put about 20 hours into my character before beating the main quest. Again, the main quest thing. Put quotations on it next time. And decided I wanted to start over. However, when I pressed start, new game, in the main menu, my old save and my old character disappeared. That's a problem. Oh yeah. But it's an avoidable problem. Um, it is an actual... That That's one of the big complaints that everyone has in the game right now is how they do their manage their save files. I know when my characters, I have two primary saves, and I have to watch very carefully where I save, just so I don't overlap them at all. But, uh, Mr. Varwin, you have a fix for this, right? Or a solution? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it sounds like um, they're not saving manually. It, it appears that a lot of the, the people that you know have this, this auto-save issue, they forget to save manually. Um, you can't rely on the the auto save for the game. Um, Man, it's I'm just saving like every twenty minutes, every ten yeah. minutes. And yeah. You, you definitely have to. If now, if if you are, John, if you are saving the game manually, then you should you got to look into it. There's there's something going on. Uh, you definitely have a problem. Um, but just as a tip, from you know what we can, you know what I've heard on the internet and what I've read. A lot of people forget to manually save and they rely on the auto save. So just make sure you're manually saving and, um, you know, kind of go from there. That would be my first troubleshoot process. That's a good, good idea. And I forgot to say your name, John. Sorry. That, that email is from John. John. Hello, John. We had John, a rather John, John. extensive email from APOC. He was the, the, the uh, target of our ire during our last episode, during the iTunes shoutouts. Well, I would say ire, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. Good guy. Um, yeah. Gave us something to work towards. Yeah. His first part of his email is he has a tip for console users. He says he plays on a 360. I noticed that if you turn off all of the autosave features, the load screens are much shorter. Now my load time is anywhere between 2 and 5 seconds. Oh, you know that makes sense because during the loading process, as part of it is saving to your autosave. So, uh, I mean, that's one tip. If, if you're a constant player who likes to constantly, you know, manually save, like, like me, um, turning off the autosave feature, not a bad idea. It'll, it'll definitely save you some load time. Any ideas, guys? Any thoughts? Yeah, I've, I've done the same thing. Um, I'm one of those characters, guys who actually saves every few minutes. After a major fight, I always save my file. And uh, I definitely have autosave turned off because I don't I, – I actually don't even have use for it. I have it. I leave it on for one purpose only, because right now with my other character, I'm only doing one main save file, so I don't overlap mm-hmm. anything. I'm using my auto saves as a rollback option. Okay. And in this game, you kind of want to have more than one save available to you, just in case something happens, a major bug, and you have to roll back your save a little bit. You don't want to have to roll back several hours. Yeah, that's true. And if you only have one save, you're kind of SOL. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, number two, another tip from. APOC, tip for all alt character console users, unconfirmed. For those wanting to run parallel character saves, just save to a different storage device on your console. Example, have a game save on your memory stick and a different one on your hard drive. This might be particularly useful given the new Xbox Live cloud save feature. Uh, He says his current character on my memory stick and a new one is going to be on his cloud. That is definitely uh, something I have heard about. Is doing multiple saves on, on different devices. You can do the same thing on PS3 with a, um, a USB device. Uh, I like that idea, actually. And I've considered doing that on the PC as well. 
is redirecting a, a different save, re- redirecting my save to a different folder for a different character to give you two options. It's again, you shouldn't have to go through these kind of links though to guarantee your multiple characters. I would think that Bethesda would would put in automatically when you create a new character that it automatically has its own folder save file folder but they're not doing that it's a little right. weird like if you have a brand new character like for me mr you know Altaholic himself you change the name of your main character and you have a file specifically for that character so you're not overwriting you know myself i'm not gonna override my thief's character and such because obviously that thief's gonna have a different type name attached to it you know yeah yeah you would have thought that they would think about that and you know give us more i guess uh for a robust save feature than that. Right. Because that definitely would save a lot of headaches and, and potentially off-put these kind of problems that people have, like automatically, you know, we've all done it before, like, automatically override a, a different save by mistake. I haven't yet, thank God. Knocking on yeah, wood. No, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I, I, I did that with Morrowind. I did it in Oblivion, where I overwrote some crucial files and basically ended up going back through several hours of gameplay just to get back to that same point. Because of that, so hmm. you know, is definitely. Next... Oh, sorry, Lou. No, no, I just say that that, that would be a big improvement uh, or something they should look into. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely have an option to take on files. You know, instead of I guess what is what's the feature? You just empty save or new save. Give us the option to type a name in there, so we know. Oh God, this is my mains file. That's Do my it MMO name. style. Just bring up your character name and just go into that individual file as as your load and or your save and load. So exactly. you have to go character select in the beginning on the main menu. That would be a lot more useful than trying to manage your saves all the time. All right, another point he said is huge but often overlooked improvement over Oblivion. I love the fact that they got rid of repair hammers. I just want to say that because getting rid of having to repair weapons and armor was an incredible improvement in my experience. I know you guys are independent. I just want to raise awareness on that so that we never see that game mechanic again. Yeah, I. You uh, know what? Until well, he brought you. it up, until he brought it up, I completely forgot about that. Hmm. And he's a hundred percent right. Uh, having to go back uh, to repair your armor all the time is was really very very annoying. And I'm sure the reason why they put it in there was to give you that you know real world feeling inside their game. And that that's great. You know that's great. There's definitely a place for that. But I think that particular feature, not the way to go. Yeah, it's not necessary. You know, it's more of a, a maybe just an annoying feature in the game. It's always in the back of your head, like, oh my god, I died several times. What's my armor at now? Is it going to automatically come off of me because it's broken? Yeah. yeah. Now, if, yeah. if there was some way where you know you you constantly you know turned the game on and you were inside a a city and had access to an anvil and you could just repair right there. You know, not so bad. It's annoying that you have to, like, you know, think of, you know, all right, is all my armor prepared before I go out for a huge sprawling adventure? Okay, good. I'm, I'm ready to go. I mean, that's a little annoying to have to constantly consider that. Right. Especially for a single-player game. If it was an MMO-type game, yeah, I would – I wouldn't, you know, belittle that fact. I would expect something like that. But for a single-player game, yeah, I definitely don't see the need for it. Yeah. All right. Number, uh, number four, Joe? Yeah, the last one we have from APOC – is question about pickpocketing quest. Oh, I hate these. I have one of the fishing <laughs> quests from Delvin in the Thieves Guild. I have to pickpocket a diamond pickpocket a diamond from someone. For some reason, even with armor and pickpocket buffs, my percent to steal that item is zero. While my percent to steal other items in the target's inventory is fifty percent. Have you guys encountered anything like this? I can't just kill a target without being 
<laughs> without basically ruining the quest. Um, I when I was doing the theme, the thieves quest skills like I am right now, I had to I had to do a pickpocket one once, even though I hate pickpocketing. I walked out of the uh, of the thieves guild and the person I was supposed to pickpocket from was being attacked by another thief. I went to go kill that thief to try to stop her, but he killed her. When I got the loot off of her, it said I completed the quest. I went to turn it in. He said, no, you killed her, so I didn't get any money from it. You can still complete it. You don't get any money from it. So it's really... I, that may be a bug. You might want to look up the name of that um, of the quest NPC you have to pickpocket from and see that's something that's constantly occurring or not. Um, it could be just a simple numbers bug, and it could be a lot more than just 0%. So I would try it anyway, and if you still can't get it off of her then it's most likely just a bug. You might want to just go back to the quest giver and um, tell him to give you a new quest. Any other thoughts? No, I mean, I haven't really played a very heavy uh, thief, you know, uh, character yet, so I I haven't really done a whole lot of pickpocketing, so I don't have a whole lot of input on it. Right, I, I haven't done much pickpocketing either. My thief, just a lot of sneak attacks and just taking their stuff off their dead bodies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> So no... No, I haven't had that uh, bug yet, but uh, now that's something to look forward to or look out for. And uh, hopefully um, Bethesda Swarms will have something about that. Yeah. Keeping them all had that issue. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ivar, when you get the next email? Yeah, just um, thanks, APOC, for that, and thanks for the extra star. We definitely noticed it. Thanks for stepping up and giving us the update on iTunes. See, that's why Ivar um, was my second star, my, my second chair. He always you know, has my back. When I forget things, when I forget things very often, (laughs) (laughs) we're there. Got your back. Um, Next one comes from Mike. Hey guys, when I load the game on my new laptop, should I load each patch in order, or does the latest patch fulfill all my needs? Not sure what he's asking with this. I mean, yes, the patch should fulfill all of your needs. Um, I only think in most cases you don't even have the option to download any older patches. Yeah. You don't, yeah. They normally pack it. If you don't have the older versions, they normally pack it in with the new version. Hmm. That's been my experience with games. I'm not sure if they do it the same way Skyrim because my Steam auto downloads all my patches. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a feature in in these games where you don't automatically download the patch, and maybe he has that enabled. Uh, you know, usually I just automatically you know download the patch and. Because I, I just inherently think that, you know, oh, it's it's going to have some kind of feature that, you know, uh, is going to be brand new to the game. Or, you know, oh, it's it's going to have some feature that's going to fix the game that I, I wasn't aware of or was all too aware of. So, so I just, you know, download it. I don't even think about it possibly breaking something else. But, you know, Mike, um, I would definitely say, you know, get the new patch as they come out. And um, that should probably, you know, <laughs> do you good. <laughs> Right, I actually have the auto update feature enabled as well because it always does help, and I find it a very helpful tool so that I don't run these game breaking problems. Yeah, I definitely say have Mike, you know, see, check your preferences, see if it's set up, and definitely do it that way. Cool. Nick wrote in and he says, "Oh, by the way, thanks, Mike." Nick wrote in and said, "I saw that pretty soon after starting, you have you have to pick a guardian stone for for mage skills, warrior skills, or sneaky skills. So, for example, if you picked the mage stone, wouldn't you have be more or less stuck with magic spells because you don't want to fall behind? No, the stones there are several different stones throughout the world, and they each do something different for you. Um, they 
easily can be swapped out at any point in the game. If you want to go back to the, the beginning, the Guardian Stone, you can switch from Mage to Sneaky if you want to get that, that bonus towards skilling up your Sneaky stuff. Um, my favorite stone so far I found was the Lover Stone, which is out by Marketh. And what that does is it gives you 10% increase to all skills. Mm-hmm. So I, I re- or it increases your skill up by 10%. You get yeah. Anyway, I like that one. There's a lot of them that will auto heal you. There's one that will actually give you an auto heal. You'll actually regain health much faster. Yeah. So there's all different kinds of stones out there. You can only have one stone on at once, but they can be interchanged at any given time. Yeah, you can reapply a new stone's effects at any any point in time. I accidentally clicked on the mage one and uh, as a melee character, and I just turned right around. You know, there's the warrior one. Clicked on that, and I've I've had an increase to my health and stamina ever since. All right, moving on to our last email. I'm gonna give this one to Lewis to do. Okay, for a one-headed shield-bearing Nord like myself, the mage or apprentice mage, as he will tell you, Mercurio from Riften is my fave companion thus far. And this is from Tough by a website comment. Oh Oh, yeah, he was talking about the whole comments, right? Or the uh, companions. Mm-hmm. The followers. Yes, the companions slash followers. Uh, let's see, our simple answer. Well, you know what? I pick a follower that will balance your play style. Um, if you like to charge in, start swinging like a wild man, like certain one particular pirates like to do. But uh, <laughs> 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 pick, a, pick a definitely pick a companion that's going to complement your play style. For example, like a caster or an archer. And, and try working with that and, uh, you know, see how it works for you. I guess everyone's got their own play style, so, uh, you know, part of the fun is finding the right companion to bring along with you. I use a lot of followers, like I said. I've gone through, like, three of them. One of them I killed myself. Yeah, well, big deal. <laughs> but I Old tried dealer. having another... I had to put him down. I had, <laughs> I had another two-hand sw- um, warrior as a companion, the one that I killed myself, and I kept hitting him on accident all the time because he was doing the same thing I was doing. And when I got – there's a mage you can get in Riften that he's he's a hired companion or a hired follower. But well worth it because he sits there in the back and just blasts things and will actually throw me the occasional heal while I'm up front. It works very well. Just make sure if you have an archer as your follower, don't stand in front of him. I've been riddled <laughs> arrows by those stupid people. Wow. Friendly fire. It isn't. <laughs> and this is why I prefer not to use companions. <laughs> oh, I had that mage follower, which I'm using right now, and I had the funniest thing happen. I was dumb and went right in front of him when he was casting at one of the other enemies. I was going on my wild you know, rampages again. Ugh, All I see is my character's head rock forward, and there's a freaking <laughs> ice bolt stuck between, in the, right in his head with the tip coming out his forehead. And I'm sitting there just swinging away with this ice bolt stuck in my forehead. Is uh, oh yeah, yeah. Or in some cases, you will get a companion that's so overzealous they just like to jump in front of your sword, and you'll actually kill your companion or piss them off so much they start attacking you, which I've done. I'm guilty of, and I've had to roll back, go back to a previous save to fix that problem. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely work out. You know, find a companion. Try them all out. There's all over the game. Um, yeah. Some are better than others depending on your play style. Like Mr. Blue mentioned um, a mage that you can get from the the mage college. 
he is pretty epic. I used him before in my other play style. There's another guy you can get who's also a caster from doing one of the quests for the Dream Quest, where the entire village is having nightmares. And you, when you finish that, there's another follower who's a, um, a caster that, that's extremely good. So it's just, if you're a caster, you want someone up front taking the hits for you. Find, there's plenty of guys out there that are sh- sword and shield or two-handers. Just let them have fun. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and they make Absolutely. great scapegoats for traps. Just throw them at a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I need you to bravely sacrifice yourself. Just just walk over there for a little bit, okay? Thanks. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, is that a pressure plate? Uh... Oh, 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 oh one more tip. When your follower dies, they will die. Loot them. I found 2,000 gold <laughs> on one of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, geez, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Totally unscrupulous. <laughs> After your companion gives his life in honorable service just to keep you alive, take <laughs> everything out of his pockets. <laughs> Why waste it? Come on. I waste it. He's dead. He doesn't need it. He don't need that coin. Have a prescribed moment. Through his pockets and look for loose change. <laughs> uh, we have a ton of shout outs to go through right now, so we're going to just. Go right through these people, these very awesome people who have given us five-star reviews on iTunes, as well as some additional shout-outs. Well, just uh, real quick, real quick, Joe, I just want to mention um, there's there's three guys here who uh, they sent us emails, and, and we, we couldn't include them for one reason or another. Um, and I want to shout them out to uh, Nightcrawler, jo- uh, Joseph uh, Clymer, I hope I'm saying that right. And Shafe Dog, uh, we, we read your comments, we read your emails, all of them are awesome. Uh, thank you, everyone, everyone who wrote us an email has always said uh, that they love the show, great job, keep it up. You know, the, um, the, the compliments mean so much to us. We work very, very hard on the show, and uh, we, love, we love hearing the compliments, so we really appreciate the fact that you are enjoying what we're putting out for you. So thank you, endlessly thank you. Yes, definitely. All right, five five star review shoutouts. I'm going to read a couple, and I'll let you guys take over. All right, if I, if I can do okay. this. Tomb Suba, Mop Forty Seven, Trayman Twenty Eight Seven Two Six, Crosmosis, <laughs> Wormholer, <laughs> Groundhog Thirty Five, J Eighty Eight Forty Nine, Abel Rojas, Sakdis, Jireyes. <laughs> I think that's Jureus, yeah. Jureus? Okay, if I want to take over. <laughs> Ringo, Mike B, Jonathan oh, sure. J. sure. I thought you take over on the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, don't you see this last name coming up? I'm going to screw this one up. <laughs> Adam Gouch. <laughs> I hope I'm not destroying your name there, Adam. <laughs> um, Adam Gouch. Uh, oh, okay. All right, look. We've got some lead speak. I'm going to get this one right, okay? All right. Uh-oh. Silent 510. Oh! Oh! See that? Yeah, there you go. Golf clap. Golf clap. S1, S1, little L, capital E, N, T. And one snazzy dude. Classic. Go ahead, Lou. And we've also got double D. Oh, my... Great, you give me this one. <laughs> Turd Sandwich 907. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dovakin. Trip 374. 
Tiki Bobs, Steve Schmidt, Christopher Corwin, J-Rod, 22-2. And in Canada, we have Viper 8 Sniper, odd word. Canada. In the UK, we have five stars from Adam Canaham, Wigbeast, UK Metal Freak, and Wow Bleep. Hunty Googies. What? Hunty Googies? Goggies. It must be a UK thing. Um, Tigerdom. And New Zealand. We got one from Kynus. Thank you, everybody, very much for all the reviews. We really appreciate them. We really, uh, we're going to move into the end of the show, guys. Our final thoughts on the matter. I had a blast with this, and I really want to see pirates. Arr. Arr. And ninjas. And, uh, and fu- ninja Poof. please... <laughs> Find ways of decapitating and destroying the lady who runs the orphanage at your leisure, and I want to see screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> I want that story. I want your story. You Love that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Bring in, uh, bring in your your emails for the uh, DLC ideas. Um, I'm I'm definitely serious about. This being a conversation that we started, and we want to hear from you. We want to uh, keep this conversation going. Um, once we find out what the DLC is gonna be, we'll obviously, you know, tell you about that as well. But you know, let's let's you know talk together and and see if maybe we can uh, get Bethesda to implement some of these ideas. Oh yeah, definitely. And for me personally, uh, I'm looking forward to that creator set coming out soon. And for everyone out there, you know, without obviously giving away your idea, unique idea, let us know uh, what kind of mod or content were you thinking of creating on your own. You know, let us know what thoughts you're having on that. Like, you know, what would you add to Skyrim? Bethesda's giving you the tools. Here's a sandbox. What will you do with it? What are you thinking of doing with it? All righty so, then. Let's go ahead and do how to reach us. You borrow one? Sure. All right, guys. How to reach us. Uh, like with anything else, you can reach us on our website. That's our main hub at www.skyrimofftherecord.wordpress.com. You can also reach us by email at skyrimofftherecord at gmail.com. And you can also reach us at thequestshow.com. That's our, uh, our main website to the Quest Gaming Network, our other show, the Quest Gaming Podcast which is a uh, general gaming podcast that covers PC, console, games. Uh, if you like this show, you're definitely going to love that show. Mobile games as well. That's right. Oh, don't, uh, don't, don't forget Dungeon Quest, man. Dungeon Quest too. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> Our little D&D. Yeah. The, uh, if, if I can for a moment, um, the Quest show is, is a podcast that deals with this stuff, but we also do a couple of other variation episodes. Um we break once a month to do a uh, recorded D&D session that is scripted, half scripted and half um, off the cuff. Improv. You know, Improv. And we go based on the dice. It's all live dice rolls. We roll the dice live, you know, chat amongst each other, joke around each other. We have a very loose script that our story flows with. But all of it's it, it's mainly improv. So uh, we've got two episodes up of that right now. And. It's it's some funny stuff. We did a good job with it, um, and uh, you know we're we're very proud of it. So uh, definitely check that out if you're into D and D. Check us out at uh, thequestshow.com. It's also up on iTunes, the Quest Gaming Podcast. Um, it's our weekly show, and you can reach us there as well for this show. 
Twitter. You can reach us on Twitter at Sky, uh, at uh, oh, <laughs> Skyrim <laughs> at Skyrim OTR. <laughs> That's the show's Twitter. Skyrim OTR. You can reach Joe Wilson at author J.R. Wilson. You can reach me, Evarwin, at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And Lewis is at GamerGuy, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-I-11-B, at GamerGuy11B. Skyrim Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. And one more time, guys, if you're interested in checking out the book that I wrote last year, it's Continia, C-O-N-T-I-N-I-A, only through Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And Fusra you next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. Take care, everyone. Have a great holiday. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays for everyone. Thank you, chat room, for coming. Merry, Merry winter. Thanks, miss. Call out the uh, the reindeer. That's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed in all ebony armor. <laughs> on come get it, on Cupid, on Donnerer and Blotsman. <laughs> now Dosherer, now Donnerer, now Pooer and Voxman. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh Lord! I've stopped drinking meat, guys. I'm drinking tea with honey now. You are a a a vimp. Man down. <laughs> we have a man down. No, really, it's much much better than mead. I ever since I took that arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> but later, Hosen. <laughs> Y'all say later, Hosen. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> All alone there on Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as we can, we believe. <laughs> now we've gone from Skyrim to the Boglands or some strange place called Deliverance. That's right. The Boondocks. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Joe in his peg-leg orc. <laughs> swinging that sword decapitating evil beings throughout Skyrim <laughs> just taking screenshots of it <laughs> exactly just tagging along I'll do it Fusilda!